let's go ahead and talk about some of these movies that we did not talk about leading up to the Academy Awards. Let's talk about some of these movies that are on the Oscars list that we have not had reviews for, at least not reviews from everybody or formal reviews. You come on and talk about some of these things. Mm -hmm. And I was very curious to see some of these things after hearing you give your review of it. Sure. They were short reviews, so now we're going to elaborate a little bit. Hmm. That is some good Dookie juice. Good whiskey. Oh, yes, man. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to me. I'm happy to provide it. Did just you make it yourself? Of course I did. It's all natural. <laughs> all natural. <laughs> now, imagine if it had just a little shot of Fruity Pebble syrup in it. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> I might be running down the highway yeah. right now. Just <laughs> like Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, point, yeah. <laughs> I'm Corey Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Double Toasted Duck. <laughs> oh, people. All right, let's talk about, we're going to talk about three movies today. And maybe have some discussions outside of that, but formally three discussions and reviews of three movies. And we're going to start out with this one right here. Now, I'm supposed to be the movie guy. You know, we're here because we like films, mm -hmm. amongst other things. You know, movies, uh, we do other things here. We're, we have a lot of variety, but that's a major part of our description here. And... Uh, I shamefully say that I kind of dropped the ball a little bit because the thing is, people, you know, I, I'm proud to know all of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards this year. Mm -hmm. But I did not hear, I did not even know one movie existed. I've been so busy, <laughs> y'all. This totally slipped my radar. Right here. I did not know that this was out here at all. And I could make a tone deaf joke about it or something, but that would be just, that would be very sensitive with the movie that we're talking about right now. And I will tell you this I looked at the list of movies and I looked at this particular movie right here and I said, huh? <laughs> I did not know what that was at huh? all. Really? Uh, what the hell is that? And that movie was Coda. There are plenty of pretty voices with nothing to say. Do you have something to say? Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. You're the girl with the deaf family? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Something's got a hold on me here. What are you doing next year? Working with my family. Let me tell you now, I've got a feeling I feel so strange. Everything about me seems to have changed. I've been coaching for Berkeley College of Music. I can help you get a scholarship. Now, some of y'all saying, damn, Corey, why you keep coming up the sound right here? And I'm just, <laughs> that's not me. That is not me. That is the movie. As I said, uh, again, this is the movie that I did not hear about at all. No pun intended, by the way. Not at all. Uh, but this is a movie that I did look at the list. I almost took it personal. I said, who nominated this movie without asking me? <laughs> you know? Nobody it's told been, me about it's been this. talked about for a while. I know. And, and even some of the toasties, like C.J. Stevenson wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, I... 
for some reason, I just didn't, I did not know that this movie was even a thing. I did not know it was in existence at all. Uh, what this is, this is a movie about a coda. And I'm also shamefully say I did not know what a coda was. But that is a child of a deaf adult. Uh, in this case, a child of deaf parents. And in this case, you have Ruby. Ruby is the, the character here who is born into a family. And somehow that deaf gene is strong because all of them, everybody's deaf. The father's deaf, the mother's deaf, the, the, the eldest son is deaf. Somehow she came out the one, the only one that could hear, mm -hmm. which means that we're going to put your ass to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> almost from the moment she was born to this world, they say, hey, you can hear. So you know what? We're going to save a lot of money on translators. <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> You're going to go learn sign language whenever we have to communicate with somebody for our business, which the family, they're working class. They have a fish business, a fish, a fishing, fishing. business. They say, hey, you're going to do all our negotiations and we go to court. You're going to be our lawyer. <laughs> you know, you're going to be there for everything that we got to do that requires translating with sign language. Only problem with that, as you can tell, I mean, the girl, this girl gets up at three in the morning to go fishing, translate for these people, fish with them. And then she goes to school and then tries to also have extracurriculars outside of that. The moment that happens, that becomes a problem because with extracurriculars, then there comes a social life maybe a boyfriend and then college and college means leaving home they're like the fuck you are we've <laughs> <You know? laughs> so been getting all this free labor all, this, all these years so as you can probably tell this adds some major conflict to the family dynamic and the reason why i say extracurricular activities but ruby's main and one extracurricular activity is singing She's a great singer. Again, the irony, you know, this great singer being born into a deaf family. Cruel joke by God, some would say. But Yeah, so she has a talent that her family can't appreciate. Yeah, exactly. And they can't appreciate, so she has a chance to go to Berkeley with a scholarship. But as I said, the family's like, wait, we don't want to lose you and that free labor. So this is going to be, it's going to be awkward. Now, I'm going to tell you with this movie, man, uh, when I did not hear about it and I started to, I, I dropped everything to watch it because not only is this a movie where uh, it's on the, 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 the best list uh, category for best picture or the, the list of, uh, uh, of nominations for best picture, not only is it on there, but all of a sudden this came out where everybody was talking about something like Power of the Dog being, uh, that's a shoe in oh, that's going to win. Uh, you know, two days, like two days ago, 40 hours later, you know, people start talking about, well, you know, don't count Coda out. Coda mm -hmm. might be the one. You know, that's, uh, this might be the big upset right here, which could be a possibility because we've had those a lot. I mean, you know, uh, what was it, Moonlight? Sure. Uh, which came in and surprised everybody. I got to tell you, though, I saw this in... I don't know how everybody else feels about it, whether it's you, Martin, or the chat, but man, I love this film. You know, on a technical level, you could look at this and see that on a technical level, this might not be up there with other contenders. You know, it ain't it ain't got doom level cinematography, uh, doom level cinematography. You know, it, it doesn't. You know, it ain't got the money in the actors like uh, Power of the Dog got. It was only shot for $10 million, too, and went and played the independent circuit mm -hmm. before it got acquired by Searchlight Pictures. 
But um, out of all the films that I saw, I'm going to say, man, that this is one of the best examples of the power of storytelling. And I say this because, you know, this is this is powerful without that money. This is powerful without that production. This is what movies should be. You know, this is on a raw level of just being able to, to for, for me, being able to move an audience as emotionally as this movie does. It's a, it, you know, it's it's all about how effectively you tell the story, how it moves the viewer, you know, how it uh sometimes brings people to tears, and in this case, how some people can walk away from this movie just being more aware of a certain group of people or circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That right there, I'm looking at this and I'm saying. This right here is the real power of film. It's not about money. It's not about studios. It's about characters and story. And I really appreciate it with this. I, look, I cried at the end of this movie. And I, that's something I don't do today. I, you know, I just, I just, I don't know what happened to me. I just became, I'm a dick now. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't cry in movies anymore. But I was crying so much at this because, you know, it was one thing to see. Because one of the things that this movie's being talked about for and being a really really applauded for is for using real deaf actors in sure. those positions. And to see these actors, and we're going to tell you who these actors are in a little bit. Some you know, some you might not know. Uh, but to see these actors right here and, you know, given this opportunity, you know, uh, where it's rare, 0.001% of disabled people, including deaf people, have representation. Sure in the mainstream, including Hollywood. So to see these people just give these moving performances and showing what they can do when given a chance, uh, they transcended the characters for me, and that, that moved me a lot with this film. Uh, uh, you know, and I loved it so much that I went back and I watched some of the favorite parts that I, because I, I was under a lot of pressure to watch some of these movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I said, let me go back and just watch, I can't watch it all, but let me watch some of my favorite parts of this uh, when I don't feel as much pressure you know, to watch this. And maybe I should have done that, <laughs> you know, because now I'm looking at it, I'm like, I love this movie, but I can see some problems. Yeah. Oh, okay. This. Okay. So you, you do see that too. Cause I was like, well, okay, maybe, maybe it's just me. No. Well, what, let me ask you something. What problems do you see with this movie? Well, I don't have big problems with it. Uh, Cause I like, like you, I liked it a lot and it, it's a, it's a crowd pleasing film. It's a, it's inspirational. Um, and I can see why people will will cry or at least tear up watching it. Um, yeah, no, the, my, my, my problems, and they, they're minor. They, they don't ruin the film. But as, as, as you mentioned, as filmmaking goes, it's fairly pedestrian. There's, there's yeah. nothing spectacular. Uh, even story-wise, you kind of know where it's going to go uh, just from the way it's going. It, there's not even big surprises outside of the acting itself. Uh, I probably had more of a problem with with the music, and, and it's one of those things where they're taking classic Motown songs, but they're like, they're like, hey, isn't that a great how they're singing it? And I'm like, yeah, where they're pulling every ounce of soul out of it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> this kind of thing gets praised a lot, like you know, with with Glee and all that. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm, you can I'm, see why I didn't like Pitch Perfect and all that. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, there yeah. was there was a little bit of that to me too. Just yeah. like, damn, you take all these soul songs and then, yeah. you know, th- there's hardly any representation of color in there. Mm-hmm. And, and but then again, they they were singing Bowie and, and some other things I know, too. I know, and they're near Boston, where 
Yeah, there's probably only two black people in that school. Yeah, yeah. Plus <laughs> they're fishermen, you know. Yeah, you know, fishermen. Ain't, ain't yeah. no I know, I know, I know. But that the movie still knows. Uh, but you know, another thing I had a little bit of a problem with is that for all this praise this movie is getting, I am kind of upset that uh, Eugenio Derbez didn't get a nomination for best supporting actor because he's really good in this. Yeah, Eugenio Derbez is the the music teacher in this, and, and that, that what he does in this this is that's the kind of performance that normally gets a nod, and, it, and it's like he got completely looked over. Like I, I didn't even know he was in it, so I was shocked to see him in it. Yeah, no, he's, he's and he's great in it. He really is. You know, my problem with the movie goes, and I, I say problem. I should say I'm just being a little more cautious, uh, because you know when I went back and saw it again, I'm looking at it. From a different angle now mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that i thought about with this is that i'm loving this movie from the the, the point of view of an abled person a person a person that can hear mm -hmm. so i'm looking at this and i'm like oh man i'm in oh my god the plight of that poor girl who has both her ears and who can who can in her eardrums who can who, who can hear perfectly uh i thought like you know I'm looking at this and thinking that uh, this is okay. So this is made by this is this is uh, uh, made by people who can hear mainly about a character. You know, she's the Ruby's the central character made about a person that can hear. You know, for a deaf person watching this, are you know are the deaf characters the family? Are they do they come across as secondary characters to them? Uh, is is this the kind of representation that they want? Uh, I would even go as far to say, is this a, is this a case where because of Ruby being you know the one that is the martyr and also the savior for the family in a way here, uh, is this an able savior movie? You know that we have here. Uh, I'm speaking as someone. And I'm not saying that this is what this is because I really do still like this movie. Yeah. You know I, I don't, but I'm again. I I ask this because. You know, I'm asking this as a person of color who, after hearing other people, including myself, talk about Oscars so white, mm -hmm. you know, after my years of talking about diversity and representation in, in Hollywood and in the media and in everywhere in life, you know, I had to step back and look at this and be like, I'm not a person who's deaf. So I don't know, you know, how this, how this is for people who are deaf, you know. Um, but also, if this wins Best Picture, I think I'm bringing this up because I think these discussions are going to be are going to be had. Mm. You know, I really think this is something where if this wins, if it wins best picture, we are going to start having a conversation about not color, not sexuality, not gender, but we're going to start having this discussion about what is the representation that we put out there for people who are who are handicapped because I don't know. And I do see this as something where if this had been, a, you know, we always talk about the, the, you know, male representation. We always talk about the white savior movies. You know, what's a movie like for deaf people when they are not the central character here? And I, and I, and that's that is that is not a complaint. That is not a protest. The movie does a great job setting up his character and does a great job getting getting you to see both sides of the story here. Because as I told you, Ruby is a character who, I just admit, I felt so bad for this girl. Sure. She gets up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. When I shit, I'm going to bed at four. <laughs> right. And she gets up at three in the morning, helps his family, 
And 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 the, and the cool thing about this is that Ruby, Ruby's not a brat about it. And believe me, if anybody had a reason to be an asshole about the situation, it's Ruby because they don't let Ruby do anything. Well, it's not just her getting up at three in the morning to work. She goes straight to school. She smells like fish. She already had people making fun of her because her family is deaf. Yeah. So she's got a lot going on, and she's handling it as, you know, as better than most people would, and she's not whining about uh, it. First of all, I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, and I, I was joking with that guy earlier who said, fuck you. I really was. I wasn't mad at you. I was, I was really joking about that. But somebody's using, don't come in here. I'm just going to point this out because this is an annoying thing to me. Don't come in here talking about woke, 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 woke. Get the fuck out of here with that. You know what you do? Anytime you say woke, that just means you're either too lazy or too fucking stupid to be challenged about something. You know what, you know what woke really means? That means that when somebody's talking about Diversity, or somebody's talking about representation, or somebody's talking about being fair, and somebody says woke, that just means that you're an asshole and you don't want to engage. So don't come in here with that woke shit. You know what I'm saying? We talk about this all the time. If there's anything that really pushes my fucking buttons here is when somebody says woke, because that's fucking lazy to say that. You just learned a fucking term and you're just throwing it out there. Do you even know what it means? Do you even know where it came from? I bet you fucking don't. So take your fucking 10 cent word somewhere else or shove it right up your ass because you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Either engage in a proper way or get the fuck out of here with it. Because if you can't talk intellectually about it, then we don't need to be having this discussion. Every time somebody brought up something, brings up something where it's like just trying to be fair. Somebody like woke. You don't even fuck know what the fuck that means. You heard that shit from you heard that shit in the media somewhere. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm more like, oh, here he goes. <laughs> But it's but we ever gonna get through this? But am I am I am I lying? Though? No, 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 no. I know. I, I see it uh, with, with reviews with people uh, online in comment sections. They love to throw that in there. Oh, go woke, go, you know, go woke, go broke. And it's like you don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm and by the way, I'm not in a rush here. I'm just telling you. If you stumble in with you coming here with that dumb shit, when we're talking about. I was just and the thing is, I was laying the fucking weeds for somebody to say that anyway. I had this fucking speech prepared. I'm like, I'm at the Oscars. I'm just, <laughs> I had this ready. But if, you know, the thing is, I, it, you know, you're right. Ruby comes in, she smells like fish. She's, you know, she's working hard. But, you know, they don't present her as somebody that's, that is uh, somebody annoying. You know, no, somebody no. who's overdramatic with their complaining. No, no, no. And I, I think they do a, a good job. Did you see this? No, I did not. Okay. I think they do a, a good job of uh, showing the family. I mean, the family... You know, they are being selfish with her, but you can see where they're coming from. And it's almost like like they need this as a wake up call. It's it's just it's just as much about your kids growing up and outgrowing you like just having to let them go. It's it's so yeah. much more about that than yeah. anybody's handicap. Uh, and as far as, you know, the representation of characters the dad was probably my favorite character in this whole thing. He's up for the Academy Award Is nomination. He? Yeah, because yeah. every time he was on screen, I was just so like, what's he going to do or say next? Yeah, that that uh, that guy, and I forgot his name, but he's he's up for an Academy Award. Some people say that he's in the lead to get it. Um, but, you know, you're right about the family. The family's not holding her back. This is what I mean by both sides. You see what Ruby's going through, and you really feel for it. And you're like, man, this is almost child abuse what they're doing to this girl. But then the family's like, this is a special situation. They're like, hey, look, man. Uh, you know they're not villains. They're working class people. You know they 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 don't have the money to like get the resources. You know, right. they, to, and they're being squeezed. Yeah, and and there's a fishing company that's like trying to rip them off. And so you know they're holding them back because they don't know where else to turn. They're scared. Mm -hmm. So this does a great job at like representing both 
both situations here. You know, her leaving is a, is a frightening thing for them. Sure. Besides them just losing, it's not a matter of just, they, they feel this way. It's, it's not just a matter of, though, oh, we're losing our baby. It's like, we might lose our livelihood. Mm-hmm. Although, some parts of this, like, I don't know if they just do, if they don't do this in this town because it's so small or whatever, but, like, when you go to court, don't they give you, does it seem to go to court, don't they give you an interpreter in court? I would think so. Well, even the thing they have to go to court over, I was like, I feel like y'all could get a lawyer and sue for discrimination here. Yeah, it's that. There's some things that I think that they're just doing for movie sake, mm. drama. Yeah, drama up. Yeah, yeah, or to create kind of conflict here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man. It's uh, and as far as uh, going back to what you're saying about Eugenio De, Eugenio Derbez, man, I love this guy because. He's a comic actor. And when he came on, we had the montage. We had him doing his his shtick. And I was like, oh, here we go with this silly shit. All right, the comic relief. But he was one of the most emotional, dramatic characters mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I, so I, I really like that about him, man. Uh, you know, his role, his role is way more dramatic than, I, than, I, than, than what it first came across. But I'm going to tell you that... I still defend this movie, man, and I, and because, like I said, the filmmaking is, I think, is great. You know, it's not a matter of. Uh, this is what I mean by it's not a matter of production with this. Um, when you talk about some of the things that they do effectively without having to have a big budget or a lot of drama going on, they have a beautiful scene in here, where and it's really cool the way they did this because this is the moment in the movie where it should be the big musical number. This is where. Ruby gets to come out and show you know, all her talent and shows we can do it. This is where we're supposed to get up as an audience and applaud her. And right when she gets into it, the movie goes silent. And it's a really beautiful moment in the film. There's a scene in the film, this school concert, and we get to Ruby's performance, and right when you're ready to hear her, we go to complete silence and shift POVs to this family. They are starting to look around to get perspective on, you know, is she good? Are people enjoying it? You know, deaf dad's like, damn, her allergies acting up. <laughs> you don't know she crying. Well, what's, what's really good about that point is prior to that, people are singing and their parents are looking around like, right. all right, I guess. But, no, but, they're not. What, what you got over there? No, they're not looking around like that. No, they're looking around and they're seeing the reactions of everybody. No, right there they are. Prior to that, before oh, yeah. her, they're, they're kind of bored because they're like, they, they can't hear anything. Well, right. yeah, they're confused. You know, they're just like, we don't know what people see in this girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also they're looking around thinking like, is she making a fool out of herself? Yeah. You know, because they keep saying, you know, not talented because they can't hear her. <laughs> they tell her that straight Damn. up. Like, like mom says, well, if I, what if I was blind? Should I be trying to paint? Jesus. Yeah, yeah this, this year's cinema has not been nice to moms. No, nope. it has not. <laughs> a lot of mommy it, issues on screen. This is like the fourth movie in a row I've yeah. seen where <laughs> they make the mom look bad. Yeah, no. It's, and Marley Maitland, who's been working constantly as a deaf actress. She was uh, yeah, Children of a Lesser God. Yeah, she, she was 19 years old back then. Yeah, she, wow. won, a, won, a, a, she won an Academy Award for that, Best Actress. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't just a moment of silence right here. You know, it was... That, uh, that was meant to build tension or, you know, get you get you heightened for that moment, that, you know, when she comes back and she's belting those notes. No, this was all about her, her, her folks. Shows their perspective. Yeah, yeah their I perspective. Get that. And, I get and it, where it was going to be, this is, one, this, this is one of the things I'm talking about, where it's like I'm talking about how they're playing secondary characters, and it is about Ruby, the, the girl who can hear. But there are moments where it says, no, let's focus on 
the deaf people right here. And that was one because they don't come back and she's, you know, going crazy or anything. You know what I'm saying? It's all about them. Right. Like they don't, they don't even show you most of that moment. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really interesting choice to make, and it makes it just it makes you see their perspective and like, okay, I get why they don't understand. Yeah. 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 That is exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart decision. I'm glad that they addressed certain things that uh, that that deaf people do. They love sex. Just <laughs> boy, like anybody, oh, boy, how they do that. <laughs> boy, just like anybody else. Should deaf sex make you horny? Because it's not like they really enjoy it. They are louder than people who can hear. I can imagine. <laughs> and don't think we're making fun of them because in this movie, they, they, that, you hear it coming from that room, oh, oh, and it's like, damn, man. Yeah. They make sex sound better than sex with abled people. Well, I, I, I just love when they, they get busted and the dad was like, yeah, but your mom is hot. Look at her. What am, what am I supposed she, to do? She is hot. Yeah, yeah and hot, by the way, is spanking ass <laughs> in sign language. He's like, look at her. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, y'all be having some kinky ass sex. Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and you know they they also also show that deaf people are not because you think you're around deaf people and they're gonna be quiet. They're loud because they like to slam things. They get really you know they get really into what they're saying because right. they're. They're being very animated. Mm-hmm. You know, they use a lot of body language, of course, with sign language. So they just, they go slamming shit and, you know, and uh, uh, getting, you know, getting angry. And the thing is, when they get mad, it's funny, too, because, again, not making fun of them, but back the fuck up, because all of a sudden that sign language start turning to kung fu and shit. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. You're talking to people like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, they like music. Yeah. Dad, dad gangster rap. was he loved gangster rap, man? Because he, he can hear it. I know you're going like, wait, how can he? Yeah, the the vibration from oh. the bass. Yeah, yeah. Dad loves to dad loves to listen to uh, gangster rap because he can feel it. I, you know, I'm I have to address my ignorance here with this because I'm thinking, like I'm watching this and I'm still wondering how do they even drive. Like I know they can see and they can drive, but. You know, still driving depends on audio too. People honking horns and things. Yeah, as long as you do what you got to do, and nobody's honking at you. Well, we know people let them drive in Texas. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're in a little town. They can yeah. do that. Yeah, let them drive here. Yeah, people don't do what they got to do here. They'll probably be the safest drivers here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it's so it's really cool to see the deaf culture. You learn something sure, when you walk away from this. Uh, but you know, um, there's also, I mean. I'll tell you why I, I was crying in this, man, because there's some really moving scenes that they do. And I don't know, maybe there's, there's, some, there's, a, there's a number of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And maybe there's just something about seeing people communicate through pure emotion and, and, and expression that really just seems stronger to me. Uh, there's a very moving scene here where Ruby's dad, whose name is Frank in the movie, is understanding, is trying to understand his daughter's talent. And because he just doesn't hear, you know, and, 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 and she don't rap. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, <laughs> so what he does is he puts his 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 hand to her throat to mm. kind of feel mm. the talent. Yeah. And I, man, I just I almost lost it in that scene. And the lyrics of that song are really, really resonant in that moment. He says, can you sing it for me? Back to sweet morning dew, back to and it was plain to see you were my destiny. 
<laughs> well, I'm trying to get a good listen. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> You're like, damn, she's good. <laughs> emotion behind it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like, damn, she sucks. <laughs> what was that bullshit? <laughs> um, but you know, and again, this is a review and a discussion about the movie as far as being award. Uh, uh, award worthy and I gotta tell you again not a complaint so much about the movie but just wondering just bringing up some things that I, if, again if it wins best picture which they say is a chance I'm just thinking ahead of some discussions that are going to be brought up uh, because while this is bringing more awareness to deaf people and deaf culture Ruby is still the main character and the main point of the other characters is still about their deafness um so, you know, I'm just wondering if there would be questions brought up by deaf people where they say, that's cool, but, you know, just like black people have said, you know, where's, why does black always have to be the focus of our stories all the time? You know, why can't we have our rom-coms, our dramas where we're just people? And I'm not saying that those, there haven't been, but Hollywood really loves to take, you know, stories and, you know, use social issues for drama, for dramatic effect and whatnot. You know, I can see deaf people actually saying, you know, it's like, you know, where, where's our rom-coms about deaf people or where are disabled people in general? Where, where are those movies we're just looked at as outside of our disability, normal people? It's a fair question to ask. I don't think it's necessarily fair to put it all on this movie. Well, I'm not putting it on the, no, I'm not putting on this movie, but this movie will, will be, it, yeah. when it wins, if it, if it wins, yeah. these discussions probably will have it. Not like, right. like I said, I'm not protesting this. I'm not saying that this, but this is going to be the movie where it's going to be, again, at this moment, the most popular movie about disabilities and deaf people. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have people saying, you know, where's our deaf Black Panther or <laughs> something like that, you know? Well, I would I would think, like, would they prefer something like this or would they prefer something like A Quiet Place, part one and two, where the main character is deaf and she's a hero and throughout that and yeah. the entire two films. And deaf people did praise that. Yeah, yeah. They were saying, this is really cool where this is, her disability is brought in as a heroic thing, but yeah. not the main focus exactly, of the film. Exactly, exactly, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it's, it's, and I ask this also because, it, you know, if this winds up getting best picture, it could be that controversial movie where people start talking about it later on down the line, like where, well, you know, if these things that I'm saying could be somewhat a topic of discussion, people might be saying, well, did it really deserve to win or anything? And I'm not, still again, this is not me. I'm just saying that there are movies in the past that have done this. Mm. Um, some I've, I've completely disagreed with, and you guys asked me about this earlier. Um, something like Crash. Oh, I knew that was the one you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, from like, and, and I was, listen, I'm not going to even stand up here in front. A lot, you know, when this when this one, I thought like, well, shit, my ignorant ass mind, I thought, yeah, this deserves it. This is powerful. And now I look at it today, and I'm just kind of like, this movie didn't know what the fuck it was talking about. <laughs> it's one of the most, and, and again, I'm say this because I, I really mean this. I'm making a joke you know, in the uh, context of this movie, but this is one of the most tone-deaf-ass movies about race mm. that I've seen. Shit, they tried to actually get us to feel sympathy for a sexual assaulter because a racist sexual assaulter because oh, he rescued a black woman from a burning car, you know? Like, oh my God, aren't we all more fucking aware after this? It's like, nah, man. That movie's bullshit. But then there's some movies out there that I look at and I'm like, yeah, they're problems. But they did open up a discussion. I don't agree with all of those problems, but some of those things that they're saying are valid. And then some of those things, I think people should be actually, they should be aware of what good the movie's doing. 
Tell me that don't smell good. I've never had fried chicken in my life. You people love the fried chicken. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right? I'm good. That's Green Book. Green Book was a movie that I loved when it came out, and I still think that there are some things about Green Book that are actually, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people saying this movie is, is is everything that we're t- talking about as far as problems with Hollywood goes. You know, and I see what they're saying, and it's and it's and it's true. You know, Green Book is another movie that is produced and made by white Hollywood, and they pat themselves on the back for what they're doing. But in the end, it really is a white savior film. Uh, but at the same time, I don't completely throw this movie away because I think it showed a black lead in a positive light and also brought awareness to the Green Book itself. So it was somewhat educational for some people too. But I do understand the things that we're talking about. So I'm looking at this movie and thinking like, all right, at some point, it's possible that people could be talking about maybe this is slightly like the Green Book of for deaf people or, you know, was this did this movie did it win because Hollywood was so proud of itself for giving something to the disabled? These are things that, and again, this is a review and a discussion. These are things I'm looking at and talking about in lieu of this probably winning the Academy Award. Uh, possibly winning. Poss- po- yeah, po- thank you. Possibly winning the Academy Award. You know, but I don't know, man. I, uh, I still am rooting for this film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, well, the fact that it's gotten nominated, which is getting more eyeballs on it, uh, you know that's it's already that's already a win. As much as you know, you say like it's an honor to be nominated. And people go like, oh, that's bullshit if you don't win. But no, a lot of times with this getting nominated, it, it means more than the win itself, or or means not more than, but just as much. Yeah, I don't want to ignore the things that this movie does, the accomplishments that is that is made. You know, because yeah, it's yeah. done a, it's done a yeah. lot. You know, Coda. Well, well no movie's perfect. No, uh, but you know, Coda is enlightening people to the to deaf to, to the deaf community it is respectful it is given opportunity to deaf actors mm. like i said this will probably make history if uh the guy's name is troy kotzer the deaf actor mm. who plays frank the dad mm-hmm. if he wins he will be the first male deaf person i think mm. to win best picture or, i'm sorry best, best actor. actor okay yeah uh and here's something else. Even, I'm talking about the things that this movie was doing. Uh, we already have a, 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 an Academy Award winning deaf actress in here, uh, Marley Maitland. And she, even for this movie, even then with all this movie's doing for deaf people, I think at one time she said, I'm going to walk if you don't bring in deaf actors to play the actual deaf yeah. family in here. So, you know. Goes to show that even going into this, there wasn't the kind of enlightenment enlightenment that the movie has after it's done. Uh, what are you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. This is also based on a French film, and I'll tell you from what I've heard about this because I looked this up after I heard about this movie. This is based on a French movie, and I forgot the title of it. But same sort of premise, of course. De ta mère s'était tendue. Est-ce que ton père aimait la crème que je lui prescrite? Non, non. J'ai le vagin en feu, des champignons partout. See, I told you get back. Get back. You said that with bloody nose and black eyes. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I heard that this movie, Coda, actually was an improvement over the French film. Huh? Uh, the French film used most of the family, the deaf family, as uh, comic relief. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is. This is something where they even, with this movie, came in and were aware of what we have to do better. So, you know, if, this, if we were talking about being safe, 
with this film. I would say that if you, I mean, I'm not saying they should do this. Nobody should try to avoid controversy, you know, if, if, if your movie's up for best picture. But Troy Kotzer, man, who, as I, said, as I said, plays a dad, Frank, the safe thing probably to do would be to give him the best actor uh, award. And then, you know, the movie has the nomination to always say that, all right, look, we, we, we achieved that if yeah. you were being safe, you know. But we'll see. Maybe there'll be no controversy at all. Maybe there will be. But I do know, I just, for some reason, I say this as a, again, a person who is able and can hear. Uh, I still root for the film. And I hope people understand I root for this movie in all the right ways. Hmm. Uh, this is one of my, if I have to make a list, and I haven't done a list yet, the way this movie moved me, man, and the way I think that this really is bringing a, some sensitivity and awareness to the deaf community and the disabled I, I, this is a this is a full price for me. I really love this film, man. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. It's more of a lower full price for me, and um, I I just saw it last night. I haven't revisited my top ten to know whether it would make it on there or not. But yeah, it, it would have a good shot at it. Yeah, no, it's very good, man. Uh, and I do recommend people watch it. And if by some chance, there is a controversy that happens after this. Understand that we had the best intentions. <laughs> I don't want people looking out of review later on like, look at them assholes. You know, they, they, they contributed to all that. <laughs> uh, we've had that before. We've had it. We'll have it again. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just don't want... I don't. I, I. I just don't want a bunch of uh, 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 deaf people coming to the studio and you know jumping on their ass doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, get off. All right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> shit. <laughs> get this one off. You know. <laughs> Go get your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Tore. Clothes are torn up and shit. God damn.